the Superman, the Ubermensch. Nietzsche had this most intriguing philosophical idea back in uh, 1800s. Pretty fascinating, actually, how applicable it is to today's age. Nietzsche famously proclaimed that God is dead and we have killed him. A lot of people don't understand that. Now, he was definitely a critic of Christianity, but it wasn't even about that. It was about the meaning that Christianity imposed upon society at the time. Most people weren't able to get their meaning out of Christianity and, and the belief systems anymore. It wasn't working for people. And so he proclaimed that God is dead, meaning that we can no longer get our meaning from Christianity or somebody on a pulpit or some religious dogma or society itself, etc. That's where his idea of the overman or the ubermensch came in to be. It was what he believed the ultimate aim for any human individual is to transcend your humanity, to become something better, greater, and then show humanity now and in the future what is possible. You could kind of say it's the path of self-actualization. It, it's about mastery. You know, it's all these things. And it really resonates with me because better human, obviously, is always about betterment. Better than before. It's not about attaining perfection. That's not going to happen. We understand that. We're not trying to attain perfection. We are trying to be as consistent as possible with continually attaining towards some ideal or perfection or whatever. And really the ideal isn't necessarily perfection, which implies an endpoint. It's actually simply defined by before. If you're better than before, you are on the right path. Generally, not always, but generally. If you're making forward progress, you're at least not regressing. You're at least not devolving. That's why this idea of the overman, the overwoman, the ubermensch is probably the most exciting philosophical idea that I've come across. And it definitely aligns with everything I'm learning about governments and agorism and libertarianism. And the reality that has come to me only this year that governments are inherently based on violence and coercion. So this idea of completely dropping everything that you've been told everything that you grew up in, all the rules, laws, regulations, propaganda, dogma, everything that you have, you drop all that and you create your own meaning from scratch. And I'm going to go through today in the show, his three steps of the metamorphosis, as he calls it, which is really fascinating. And it's basically the hero's journey. It's Joseph Campbell's work. We all understand this. Uh, it's really fascinating to put it through this lens though. And it's also applicable to every human, every single person, myself, you, everybody, has progressed through these stages, or for a lot of people, this is what I actually believe is a core root problem of the meaning crisis we have, they're stuck at a part or a step or a level in this process, and they're not making progress forward, which creates all the internal angst and discontentment and lack of meaning. Before we get to that, today's show is sponsored by Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash betterhuman. Use code betterhuman for 20% off. And you'll learn more about that later on in the show. We're going to do real quick a segment from today's newsletter that just dropped. Bitcoin hits an all-time high yesterday of $66,974. Now, here's why the price doesn't matter. Because you want to buy Bitcoin and hold it forever. The price, <laughs> kind of similar to what we're talking about today, the only price that matters with Bitcoin is the later price. What is it going to be later? And it's definitely not in 2021, the price that really matters. The price in 2025 or 2030 that price is going to probably be life-changing. So that is when it will matter. But even then, you shouldn't sell it. You should actually leverage it the way you would leverage a house or real estate and then get a loan, low-interest loan, and then use that to do whatever you're going to do. And then you hold the underlying asset. It keeps appreciating as Bitcoin eats up the world, so on and so forth. 
I buy Bitcoin, swanbitcoin.com slash Colin Stuckert. That is a dollar cost average. Set it and forget it. The best way to do it, because if you try to time the market and you pay too close of much attention to the highs and the lows, it will drive you insane. I don't recommend doing it. Today's big idea. It's a great post from this website, creativitypost.com. I will have a link in the show notes. And it talks about the three metamorphoses that you go through or that Nietzsche, I guess, recommended you have to go through, or he kind of laid them out in his book, Thus Spoke Sutra. I could go into this a lot more. I mean, the, if I were to break down every part of this, it would actually be a multi-part series and it would probably take 30 to 45 minutes to get through this. So I'm going to do my best to kind of summarize this and do a longer show later. But this single idea here, just like the hero's journey, is something that can define an entire life. And I believe that it actually does define every life. But like I said, people get stuck. They're not aware And then they wallow in misery because they're not actually pursuing this path. So Nietzsche's great dragon. This is a metaphor. He he likes to use animals. He uses metaphor to represent the duty and virtue imposed upon all of us uh, by tradition and society. So he uses the example of the camel. He says that every human is basically born a camel and then they kind of grow up as a camel. What that means is everything around them places burdens upon them burdens upon the back and on the mind. And you end up just doing what people say you're supposed to do, not breaking the law, whatever. And you have all these cultural pressures and societal pressures that push you to be a certain way. And they infect you with a certain kind of mindset and a way of thinking and certain propaganda. And you bear this as a camel where you bear your burden, you do the best you can. And the great dragon represents the duty and virtue imposed by tradition and society. Thou shalt is opposed upon the camel. So this is what you're supposed to do. And we see this, parents, education, uh, if you went to church or anything like that, you have all these pressures and then peer pressures and family pressures and friends and community pressures of how you're supposed to act. What's acceptable, what's not. And what this does is it molds you into be a certain person. But what it does, if you remain a camel your whole life, is you eventually become miserable because you're not actually flourishing. So the camel is a slave to the dragon and it must ascend to shake off the dragon. It must become the lion, which is step two. So step one is the camel. You bear the burdens placed upon you. This is why like for me and probably for you, when you got out of high school and maybe you went to college, you had to unlearn so much of what you thought you learned or thought you knew. And then you open up and you get into the real world and the free market and you're like, wow, most of that was either a waste of time or blatantly wrong. I feel like most of my adult life is kind of unlearning first, which I think I've done mostly in my twenties and probably early thirties. And then now rediscovering fundamental truisms. And this is leading me to libertarianism and things like agorism uh, and the idea that governments are coercive and it led me to Bitcoin and the broken money and all these different things. It's, it's fascinating and it's exciting and it's part of that journey, which is why even at 36, I'm excited every single day. It's like, what am I going to uncover today? What am I going to level up or grow from today? What new insight or epiphany am I going to have? And I keep doing that. And I can't imagine another 10 years where I'm going to be. The line represents courage, rage, tenacity, and disillusionment. He will utter the sacred no, capital no, which rejects all external control from individuals, society, church, government, family, propaganda, everything. So the lion comes out and says, I'm no longer the camel. No, roar a no, no to all of it. It's gone. Get it out, out of my head. Get away from me. I want it all gone. However, it is a fact that they come from an external authority that requires their rejection. That's what the line's about. That's what the part of the metamorphosis is, is it comes from outside, therefore it must be rejected. An overman is an absolute individual and thus must create his or her own values on his or her own terms. 
So basically the process of the lion is being angry and fed up, dropping the burden of the camel, evolving, growing, roaring, saying, get away from me, get out of me. That's everything. That's every single thing that you've been told to believe, every single thing that you think you know, every single societal influence, cultural influence, parental influence, everything is immediately just washed clean. Now, I'm not suggesting you're going to like wake up and do this one day. It's, it would be fascinating if you could. You'd have to basically have that men in black thing where they wipe your brain. Even then, you probably would still have a lot of the cultural conditioning. You wipe this clean, you're the lion. And again, this could take like one year, five years, whatever. I feel like I've been probably going through this the past six to 10 years of my life. In my 20s, I went through this for sure, but it just was like a longer timeline. And I don't think I had access to as much of these different ideas and I wasn't pursuing it as much. I was too too busy focusing on like how I'm going to make money, whatever. I was kind of in a lower form of uh, life path. And as I got money and then time, and then I was able to explore, think, write, create. And now that I'm doing that now, every single day, I'm getting a little bit closer through this process where I'm actually feel like I'm becoming closer to the final metamorphosis, which is the child. And this is a quote from the book. But say, my brothers, what can the child do that even the lion could not do? Why must a praying lion still become a child? The child is innocence and forgetting, a new beginning, a game, a self-propelled wheel, a first movement, a sacred capital, yes. For the game of creation, my brothers, a sacred yes is needed. The spirit now wills his own will, and he who had been lost to the world now conquers his own world. What he's saying here, give me goosebumps reading that. (laughs) What he's saying here, you could almost say like beginning of the end, right? Because you're not going to just transform into the child and then be done. You actually transform into the child with a blank slate because now you have this youthful, playful ignorance of everything is possible and nothing has infected you. Nothing is propagandizing you or influencing you. There's no outside external influences. And from that, you build your own meanings. You, like for me, this is my opinion, but you study first principles and you look into like math and physics and, so, uh, you know, maybe economics and you try to understand as much about history and human nature and whatever is possible. As the child, you have a clean slate and you build your meaning, your knowledge, your wisdom, everything. You build it from the ground up. Now, that's what's kind of interesting about this is it's like a reverse metamorphosis. You're going from, you know, adult camel with all your burdens that have been placed upon you by society. And then you get really angry and become a lion. You fiercely roar and say, no, enough's enough. And you opt out and, you know, you do things that... I mean, again, most people don't do this. They kind of like just default to doing what is safe and acceptable. But the few that do become the lion have a chance to go from that rage and that saying enough is enough to then actually going almost Benjamin Button style back to the child. And then from that child, you're a childlike adult that then grows from the bottom up without all the outside influences and just junk put on top of you from society and parents and culture and community, et cetera. And then this, as Nietzsche says, is how you can then pursue the overman. The child builds the meaning, has a playful-like state of exploration and experimentation. And this is how you transcend. And this is how you transcend your humanity to be something bigger, greater, rather than just defaulting to what your culture or society or family or tribe or group says this is what you should do and how you should act, etc. You completely rise above that and you find meaning for yourself. You find truth for yourself. And as a result, you default to rising above the herd instinct to follow the group and to do what everyone else does and to listen to those that are quote unquote in power telling us how to live and think and breathe and what drugs to take, what not to take, et cetera. 
coming to this in my late thirties, I feel like it's just like another revelation of things I've felt my whole life with my kind of iconoclastic worldview, not really doing well with authority, always kind of revolting, not fitting into the paradigm of schooling and getting good grades and going to college and getting a job. But I don't think this is only reserved for the entrepreneurial rebels. This is for everybody. Everybody has the same kind of journey because what you find, if you default to just doing what everyone else does, if you default to only thinking and living and acting in a way that has basically been set for you by someone else, there is a fundamental detachment because it hasn't come from you. So I believe that even if you decide to live that life through choice and through really understanding choice, not just blindly accepting, but understanding it and saying, yeah, I want to have a family and I want to enjoy the comforts of society and uh, whatever. Like if you come to that place from internal, from base foundation and understanding, rather than a top-down because you were told to approach, which is what most people do, then I think you can live, you know, quote-unquote ordinary life and you don't have to be a rebel or stand out and you can actually have a very good life and kind of pursue your own identity and way of life the way you see fit because it will come from you, from inside. So don't make the mistake of thinking this is just about getting rid of everything that we do in current culture and basically saying F you to everybody and I can't be your friend, I can't do this, I can't live here. Like, that's not what I'm saying at all. For some people, that's exactly what they'll do. Some people will revolt and opt out of society. And I just think more people should do that and then kind of come back to it and live in a certain way. And this is the path I would recommend for them. Because so much for me personally of shedding the illusions and the dogma that has been around me my whole life is looking at society and realizing most of it is absurd And based on very flawed belief systems, based on basically religion, and then me saying, okay, well, let me understand that. Let me understand government. Let me understand economics and money. Let me understand all these things so that if I do live in this society as I do, and I do raise kids in this society as I am, that I will be doing it in a way specifically for myself, for my own creative intellect and understanding and sovereignty. And through that, I will control my finances, my wealth. I will control my education. I will control my kids' education rather than sending them to some government and state-sponsored indoctrination camp. And then I will engage with society in a way that I believe is better, better human. Like I said, we're already a bit over on the show today. I'm going to do multiple series on this. Hopefully, I can do a series where each step of that metamorphosis, I can break it down and I can have more quotes and I can get more into the book. I'm just getting into reading Nietzsche stuff. You know, some of the actual books he wrote are hard to get through because the translation and the writing or whatever. Uh, So I like to actually read and listen to a lot of interpretations of it. But to me, it's fascinating. I love uh, Nietzsche's philosophy. I love everything that almost every quote I've ever heard him ever say is just awesome in so many ways. He was so ahead of his time. And he's also very criticized and misunderstood. But that's even more reason why I like him. Because generally something that clashes with the status quo is something that I gravitate towards because that's where I found truth and sovereignty and freedom. What about you? And today's show is sponsored by Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-F-I.com slash better human. Get the little sachet superfoods, organic, drop it in water, shake that water up, and you got a tasty, delicious, adaptogenic, superfood, full, and good for the gut, which that's my favorite thing because I'm working on my gut right now. Drink mix that is super easy. Just water in the sachet, just water in the pouch, pouch in the water, maybe some ice, maybe some lemon, no need for sweetener, good to go. That's for me, the big thing. That's the killer app. It's the convenience of it. And I use the restore, which is for gut. And then I use 
Clarity, which is a coconut water based. And I do that every morning with my upgraded formulas minerals that I'm working on, which for my buddy Barton over at upgradedformulas.com. You can also use the code betterhuman for there as well. I highly recommend the hair test. And that's my morning stack. Better Human is the code. Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash betterhuman. That supports the show and it'll support your health. Get on the Better Human newsletter if you aren't already there. Thebetterhuman.co, right at the top. Click it, drop in your email, and then get the every other day newsletter that you're going to want to get. Trust me, you're going to want to get it. I'm very proud of it. I spent a lot of time on it. I'm actually tired today because it took me two hours to get it done today. It is what it is, but I'm pouring my blood, sweat, and tears into it so that you can become a better human, more aware, more sovereign, better in every way, better future, better kids, better community. That's how we make the world a better place. One better human at a time. Yeah.